I'm Lisa. Hi, I'm Julie. And together we are Two Sober Chicks. Welcome back. Part two of our big book study with Julie and Lisa. And uh, now we're going to unpack the preface. The dreaded preface that we all roll our eyeballs with at, Mm -hmm. at least in the beginning of our recovery. We were like, really? Are we? We're going to read this and it can be monotonous. However, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And willing to go to any lengths, people. It's the key. Yep. Doing what we're told. Our sponsor says we're reading the Roman numerals. We're reading the Roman numerals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there is some a good information in here and some good history and a good understanding of, you know, this is like right now we're reading from the fourth edition of the big book. Mm-hmm. Um, so there and there will be a fifth one, I think, in 2024. Oh, cool. They're looking at uh, right now. Uh, they're taking submissions. Uh, if you are part of. You know, if you've ever been to the big general assembly, that's a place where all of us as active members can go to um, listen to what's happening and to cast our vote. Cool. Uh, and this is why the uh, general service rep is important at your home group, because then they can go to the assembly and they carry forth. You know, we have 30 members at this home group, and this is the vote that we have for the motion that's on the table, that kind of thing. So it's kind cool. of exciting. Um, all right. So the preface, this is, Wait, the I have a note. Okay, go <laughs> right on the top of the page. Mm-hmm. I have, this is more than a book designed to transmit information. It's a book designed to transmit an experience sufficient enough to enable me to be sober slash recover. I need more than knowledge to stay sober for good. And beside that, I have, um, little squiggly lines and an arrow and it says chills. Amazing. <laughs> i love it that's true we need a uh it talks a lot about that in the first 164 pages about self-knowledge failing us self-reliance not being enough that we need a power outside of ourselves a power greater thank you for sharing that um this is the fourth edition of the book alcoholics anonymous the first edition appeared in april 1939 and I don't have this written down. Is it June 1939 where April. Uh, oh. Bob first carried the message to Bill? Was that June? Oh, I don't know. I'm not good with dates. June 10th. Anything is, with numbers. Yeah. June 10th is Founders Day. And I can't remember if it's 39, but we just. Sounds right. <laughs> 80 something years. So something like that. Uh, and in the following 16 years, more than 300,000 copies went into circulation. The second edition, published in 1955, reached a total of more than 1,150,500 copies. The third edition, which came off press in 1976, achieved a circulation of approximately 19,550,000 in all formats. So what this tells me uh, as the reader of this is that the organization is growing and uh, growing in you know, numbers reaching out more and more alcoholics. It's letting me know that I'm not alone, um, that there are millions of us out there who this book is finding. Do you want to read the next? Sure. Because this book has become the basic text, I have basic text underlined, Mm -hmm. for our society, capital S, note, 
and has helped such large numbers of alcoholic men and women to recovery, there exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. Stop. (laughs) That is triple underlined and highlighted for me in my big book, because I was one of those newcomers who came in here with a chip on my shoulder and an attitude and that definitely needed adjusting. And I wanted things changed, right? That's my Mm -hmm. life. I want things changed to suit me. And I think that if outside experiences are changed to suit me, then everything will be okay within me. And one of the things that I would focus on as a newcomer was, well, I don't like the way this book is written. And I don't like the way it's always like he and him and men. And it's focused on men and me, 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 me. And I wanted to rewrite the big book. And my sponsor brought me back to the preface and said, read this line. There exists strong sentiment against any radical changes being made in it. And to this day, the 164 pages after the manuscript, after they sat together and made those changes, has been unchanged. Now, as a group, as an organization, um, we have, at a general assembly, made decisions like, we can change the preamble. We can update it to say a group of people instead of men and women, you know, to uh, please or appease people. But in the big book, no changes. <laughs> because apparently there are more than just men and women included in people groups. That's right. Yes. So we are touching on all of those. I mean, I am probably the least politically correct lesbian there is. Maybe that just means I'm super easygoing. I I love that about you. I have a chip on my shoulder about politically correctness. (laughs) Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes I find the best way for people to accept me is, I don't know, not to be in your face. Um, I just am me. You be you, I be me. That's Mm -hmm. how I look at it. And your sponsor was pointing out that you want to change everything because of how it makes you feel, which is a big problem in addiction. Mm -hmm. If you're going to, and listen, it suits the narrative that we're living in right now. Like everybody is right in their own eyes. Everybody needs to shift everything to suit how they feel. Nobody is outward focused anymore. It is all inward focused. It's what I think is just and right. And so we have to stop projecting and start this program. One of the reasons it's so beautiful is it's altruistic in its nature. It's other focused, it's service oriented. And so we have to stop changing things to suit our needs because in many instances, what suits you and what suits me is going to be different. So how are we going to come to a compromise? Well, let's have a basic objective text and let's not fuck with it so that we can all get well. Yeah. Let's not fuck with it. It's true. Because our, as alcoholics, one of our driving forces is changing things outside of us to suit us. Mm. And that's what you just said. Like that doesn't work because you're not going to be able to change other people. Um, The only thing that I have control over changing is myself, my own behavior, um, and how I choose to respond to the world as it is, which is basic serenity prayer stuff, right? Accept the things I cannot change. I can't change other people. I can't change the world around me. Um, I can work towards um, maybe like having a law changed. Like there was a time when I marched for gay rights and I signed a petition. 
Um, but I did it under the law. I did it in a peaceful way. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote letters to members of parliament. And eventually we did have that great change in Canada, in, in this nation that I live in. I forget mm -hmm. that you're not here sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but that was something that I could do something about. So I had the courage to focus on change the things I can. But at the end of the day, if it hadn't have worked, I would have had to focus on accepting the things that I couldn't change. Mm -hmm. And that's where the wisdom and growth comes in. But if I go around rewriting the book, I would have missed that wisdom. I would have missed that opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. So that's a really important line. Mm -hmm. Okay, sorry, continue. Therefore, therefore, the first portion of this volume describing the AA recovery program has been left largely untouched. And I have an asterisk there that says this tells me that the first part of this book is where the AA recovery program is. In the course of revisions made for the second, third and fourth editions. The section called The Doctor's Opinion has been kept intact, just as it was originally written in 1939 by the late Dr. William D. Silkworth, our society's great medical benefactor. Do you want to continue or do you want me to read? The second edition added the appendices, the 12 traditions, and the directions for getting in touch with AA. But the chief change was in the second in the section of personal stories, which was expanded to reflect the fellowship's growth. Bill's story, Dr. Bob's nightmare, and one other personal history from the first edition were retained intact. Three were edited, and one of these was retitled. New versions of two stories were written with new titles. 30 completely new stories were added, and the story section was divided into three parts under the same headings that are used now. And uh, so basically what that's saying is that as the organization grew, so did our numbers, so did our diversity. So therefore, new stories were put in to reflect that diversity. And that's what they're doing right now uh, with the uh, fifth edition. They're taking new submissions of new stories. And there is another book that contains all of the previous stories. So, oh, even the one, the one from the indigenous person that was super uncomfortable to read. If you ever had the experience of reading the first edition, there is a story in there from, I don't know from what tribe, but an indigenous person and the language it's debated hotly that the language they wrote in was actually how they spoke. Um, some people found it very offensive. I really liked the story and I don't, have any reason to believe that someone fabricated how this gentleman wrote his story and the way he spoke but it's a good story and it was taken out because of the offensive nature I just saw you go get a book is it in there yeah um so I have a copy of the first edition oh, mine's in storage yeah um because I, I did look it up and the originals are going for 10 grand on the internet even the like the ones we got at Dr. Bob's? No, the original. $20? No. These are copies. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So ones that were actually printed in 1939. Oh, cool. Um, I'm trying to I wonder if it's which, in there. Which story? You don't know the name of it? No. Hmm. Writing the rods? No. Hmm. I'm looking at the uh, titles to see if I can pick it up. I wonder if in the title they'll actually have the word Indian 
or American Indian or it must be called something different. Maybe they took it out altogether. I don't know. A different slant. (laughs) The unbeliever. No, that must be a good one. I'm going to have to, I'm going to investigate that. Okay. I will get back to you on it. Okay. So they, what was this, the debate around it that they didn't think it was real? Well, the language was like, when me came to America, like that kind of thing, that kind of language. And, uh, it was very upsetting. I remember reading it in a small group and there was rage. You know, usually, to be honest, it's like middle-aged white women that have all of these problems with all of these offensive things, right? It's not the actual target group that has problems with it. Right. And so I just watched these like, and I myself am now middle-aged. Yes. Um, I watched well. these middle-aged white women just be like infuriated that they had to read this and protesting in the middle of the meeting. It was in my very early recovery. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't see what the problem is. Like maybe yeah. I'm a terrible person, but that's someone's story. We're reading like this was not something that was skewed purposely. This was a this is these it's stories hard. in the back of the book are letters that were written to headquarters mm-hmm. of the first published. 150 people. Yeah. Got recovery because of AA. It's their their first speaker, it's the first speaker meetings in print. Mm-hmm. So I don't see what the problem is, but you know, that's what we do now apparently. We go back and erase history to suit whatever our narrative is, but that's a different soapbox story for another day well thankfully our stories are kept and i can't remember the title of the book but they are um because i was always it always bothered me that what these aren't the original stories there's stories missing and that's why i went and got the first edition so i could read Mm -hmm. some of the original stories um but then there i found out there is another book that contains all of the stories so they're going to have to update that one again because some of them will be taken out, I guess, of the fourth edition and replaced with others. Hmm. It would be cool if they did a special edition, big, big book, which contained all of the stories. So the first 164 pages, which is recovery and how we get well, and then the remainder would be all of the stories from the beginning of 1939 to the most updated ones today. I think that would be an amazing special edition. GSO, take note. I, I think might... I just found it. Oh, yeah, the story? I think it's called Son of Tall Man. An American Indian shares his strength, hope, and experience. Copyright AA Grapevine, February 1976. And it's like, I am proud to be the son of Tall Man, an American Indian, and a member of AA for many moons. We all won as Great Spirit walks through AA like sun walks through day. I think it's beautiful. I think it's an super important story to tell. Um, Now, this I for this is not like fact because I found it on Silkworth.net, but this sounds very familiar from what I remember. Um, Oh, I think it's beautiful. I'm sorry, it's an important story, and it's from um, a Canadian Indigenous person who apparently is from the. Maliseet Indian Reservation. Okay. Well, that's not a good word right now. (laughs) Reservations are not a nice topic these days, considering what's going on politically. Son of Tall Man? Let me see. Because I can't find that in this first edition. Well, this is, it says it's copyright Grapevine 1976. 
So some of these stories maybe were taken from that. From the grapevine. Oh, join the tribe. Do you have joined the tribe? That's another name for this same story. It's page 474 in the third edition. Mm. Yeah, so it's uh, it, in it's son of tall man uh, in or the join third, the tribe. In the third edition. Yes. So I'm looking at the first edition. So it wasn't in the first edition. So those of you with the third edition, it would be on page 474. From a Canadian reservation to overseas bars to New England lockups, an Indian traveled a long trail that finally led him home to AA. Cool. No, I don't. I think I have the fourth edition. I do too. Yeah. I think most of us have the fourth edition. Um, and the other one, so Son of Tall Man or Join the Tribe, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't look like it's in the fourth edition. Yeah. All right. I'm well, 2001 to... is the fourth edition, right? So most of us have the fourth edition. Yeah. I'm going to have to find the third edition so that I can see that. Yeah. Read that one. I've never read that story before and I would like to. Um, okay. Sorry. Back to the preface. Okay. And we're back. <laughs> that was a good, uh, good distraction. Good side discussion. All right. The second edition added the, did you read that part already? Yes. Right. In the third edition, part one, Pioneers of AA, was left unchanged. Nine of the stories in part two, They Stopped in Time, were carried over from the second edition. Eight new stories were added in part three. They lost nearly all. Eight stories were retained. Five new ones were added. This fourth edition includes the 12 concepts for world service and revises the three sections of personal stories as follows. One new story has been added to part one, and two that originally appeared in part three have been repositioned there. Six stories have been deleted. Six of the stories in part two have been carried over. Eleven new ones have been added, and eleven taken out. Part three now includes twelve new stories. Eight were removed in addition to the two that were transferred to part one. All changes made over the years in the big book, which is AA's member's fond name for this volume, have had the same purpose, to represent the current membership of Alcoholics Anonymous, just a little bit more accurately, and thereby to reach more alcoholics. If you have a drinking problem, we hope that you may pause in reading one of the 42 personal stories and think, yes, that happened to me, or more important, yes, I felt like that. Or most important, yes, I believe this program can work for me too. That's why I think it's important to read the preface. Yes. So I have, after, if you have a drinking problem, we, I have underlined and asterisks. And it says, describes how we go through the book and three questions that should be answered in the first two steps. Which Great. I don't have. <laughs> the questions, questions there. <laughs> good, uh, maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe the questions are listed. <laughs> maybe they are. All right. And then we're on to the forward to the first edition. Do you want to pause here or do you want to go yeah. to the first edition? Well, the forward to the first edition is one page. Okay. Do you want to read it? 
forward to the first edition. This is the foreword as it appeared in the first printing of the first edition in 1939. We of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I have a note there that says, here's where the book describes what we, quote, recover from, which is a hopeless state of mind and body. Mm -hmm. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary, i.e. you don't have to keep doing your own market research, (laughs) drinking or otherwise. We think this account of our experiences will help everyone to better understand the alcoholic. I have this next um, line highlighted in asterisks. Many do not comprehend that the alcoholic is a very sick person. Mm. Yeah. And besides, we are sure that our way of living has its advantages for all. And I have a note here, not our way to quit drinking, our way of living to stay sober for good. Right. Be advantageous to all. Um, Some of the things that I have highlighted are we, highlighted and circled, uh, because it's a reminder that I'm no longer alone, that this is a we program. Mm -hmm. Um, I have... We who have recovered, so this uh, is the word of others that have gone before me, people who were just like me, Mm. like I thought, and they drank like I drank, and they're telling me that they don't do that anymore, and they're going to show me how not to do that as well. Mm. Um, And I have mind circled and a little line that says, when not drinking, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then body, once I start, and take that first drink, I cannot stop. Yep. And that is where we will get in when we talk about the doctor's opinion. We talk about that disease, that allergy of the body, which triggers that chain reaction of not being able to control how much I take. Um, And I have that precisely how we have recovered, circled as well, that this is the main purpose of our book. This is a textbook. It's a how-to book. It's a manual. It's a cake recipe. There's instructions mm-hmm. in here. If you follow it, you will get sober. You will get cake. Yes. You can't leave out an ingredient. You can't no. be like, well, fuck the baking soda. <laughs> right. And then expect to have a delicious, beautiful cake at the end that you can eat. Right. Like God. Fuck God. Yeah. Your cake's going to fall flat. <laughs> yeah. That's what I learned. <laughs> My cake turned into drugs. <laughs> I got cocaine instead. This is great. Wow, I have so much energy. (laughs) It is important that we remain anonymous because we are too few. So these are the writers of the book. Um, At present, to handle the overwhelming number of personal appeals which may result from this publication. Being mostly business or professional folk, we could not well carry on our occupations in such an event. We would like it understood that our alcoholic work is an avocation. So meaning something that they do uh, on the side for free. They don't get paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's an act of love and service. When writing or speaking publicly about alcoholism, we urge each of our fellowship to omit his personal name, designating himself instead as a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I believe that this highlights the um, the 12th virtue of our program, which is the spiritual foundation of anonymity. Mm. Anonymity helps keep our egos in check. 
you know, even Bill, who was the starter of all of this, um, was reminded by the early members, no, you can't start your own treatment center. I know that you're broke <laughs> and this wonderful opportunity has come to you, but it's not about you. This is something that we give away freely. You taught us that, Bill, mm -hmm. right? Um, imagine that and then not being able to, you know, get paid. But it's a great reminder. So keeping our ego in check. That's what the 12th principle is all about. Very earnestly, we ask the press also to observe this request, for otherwise we shall be greatly handicapped. We are not an organization in the conventional sense uh, of the word. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. So they're talking about the uh, Tradition 7. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. Tradition 3. We are not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. I can't remember now. Is that Tradition 5? Don't know. Okay. We could look it up. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. Do you want to read the last paragraph? We shall be interested to hear from those who are getting results from this book, particularly from those who have commenced work with our other alcoholics. We should like to be helpful to such cases. Inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Alcoholics Anonymous. So I have a quote here of something that a man at the ORC in 2017 said, because I wrote it in my book, which I now disagree with. My sponsor says the same thing, and I have been guilty of saying the same sentiment. Mm -hmm. But in the spirit of humility, um, I, know I, re I now reject it. And it says, sponsors are sponsees' higher power interpreters. Uh, makes me a long, little uncomfortable now, but I know what the sentiment is, which is a sponsor is hoping that in connecting with their higher power, they are able to guide and lead what may messages may be coming through to someone else from their higher power, i.e. their higher thinking or what's best for them. And I also have a quote underneath that from the same man, Georgie or C17, that I love. And it says, the dirtier your side of the street is, the cleaner mine needs to be. Mm. And that speaks to those with the most tools have the most responsibility in our program. So no matter how bad your behavior is, because I have this program, mine has to be better. It's like the Michelle Obama, like the lower they go, the higher I go, I think was the way she said it. Mm -hmm. You yeah. just... I really like that second one. I have someone who says it very simply, um, bless them, change me. Mm. That's their prayer about I like that. Going higher when other goes when others go lower. Mm -hmm. Instead of being upset about them, ask God to bless them and change me. Change my thinking around this situation. Change my reaction around this situation. Mm -hmm. I have an asterisk. Um Nowhere in the first 164 pages does it specifically instruct us to use the 12 and 12 in the step process. I think that came from my sponsor. Huh. Very much a big book. It, the big book is where we get our instructions of the cake recipe. Maybe yeah. I, I could have got that from Joe and Charlie too. Yeah. I mean, I know I'm a huge fan of the 12 and 12. I did not understand the big book at all. I couldn't figure out where the steps were. I didn't know what was going on. And then when I saw that the 12 and 12 offered me definitions and interpretations or the interpretation of what each step was, I was like, oh, that's what that step means. 
So I happen to love it. But, you know, some OGs out there are not happy with the 12 and 12 at all. Hmm. I still like the 12 and 12, but I believe that it's important to go through the big book first. For sure. And get the, you know, the understanding of the 12 steps, go through the fourth and fifth step inventory process, uh, go through all the step process first. And then I feel the 12 and 12 was a supplemental. It helped me. Absolutely. You know, understand a little bit better. Yeah. And relate. Agreed. Well, that's it. So that's the forward to the first edition. And on the next edition, we can bang off the uh, next ones, the second edition forward. And I think it's the third and fourth. Awesome. Yeah. So thank you for joining us on Julie and Lisa's Big Book Study. And this has been part two. Uh, Join us again next time for part three, unless we decide we want to talk about something different in between. Yeah, unless we take a break or something comes up. Maybe we'll read Son of Tall Man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I can't wait to read that. And our lives will be over. (laughs) Podcast canceled. This what happened to Julie and Lisa. (laughs) Not our words. They're his words. Mm -hmm. Not our words. I am proud to be the son of Tall Man. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm look, I'm going to go read it now. So I don't know what you guys are doing for the next hour. <laughs> Thanks a lot for joining us. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, as always, too, we do uh, check our email sporadically, but we do check it and uh, we do respond to it as well. So that's the number two, soberchicks at gmail.com. If you want to drop us a line, uh, tell us about the show or if you have a topic suggestion or a question. Um, many of our podcasts um, have been spent on, you know, discussing questions that come from newcomers. Uh, And we do respect your anonymity. Uh, So if you want us to use your first name, you can let us know. If you want us to use your first name and where you're from, let us know. Otherwise, we'll just say a question from a listener. And you can also do that via DMs. You can slide into our DMs on our Instagram page at Two Sober Chicks. Ain't nobody sliding into my DM. You can slide into Julie's DM. (laughs) I am a married woman. How dare you? (laughs) That is a sacred, sacred. Okay. DMs. Somebody said, uh, I was in a meeting and somebody said that phrase DM and a lady probably my age said, what does a DM mean? And I said, I think it means dirty message. Direct message. I know. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. Have a great afternoon and another Sober 24. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. And this has been Two Sober Chicks. Bye. (laughs) 